Welcome to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. Thanks for tuning in to the Activate Podcast with Pastor Christian Newsom, lead pastor of Journey Church International. My name is Brandon, and today we will be discussing our most recent message from our new series, Whispers, How to Hear the Voice of God. Pastor Christian, there's already a lot of excitement in the air about this series. What inspired you in this uh, in this new series called Whispers? Yeah, before I jump into that, let me let me say a quick thank you to um, our listeners because uh, you know I, I, I'm really going to enjoy teaching and preaching on how to hear the voice of God. Uh, but I've been hearing the voice of our listeners the last couple of weeks, just very, very randomly. Uh, lots of people who have reached out and commented on the podcast, thanked us for the podcast, let us know what a uh, kind of a, a spiritual pick-me-up it is during the week. And that's good to hear because sometimes, you you know, when, when you're sitting in a room like we are today and then you just schedule something to go out, you wonder, is, it, is anyone listening? Is anyone impacted? Is it doing anything good? Uh, so for those of you who are reaching out to us by email, through Facebook, uh, shooting over text messages, stopping us at church and saying thanks. It means a whole, whole lot. So thank you for your feedback and letting us know uh, that you're being impacted by this. You know, this new series, Whispers, basically comes from my heart um, of making sure our people are ready to hear from God when they no longer go to our church. And that's kind of a, you know, a cryptic way to say it. But the reality is, you know, people are not intended to only hear from God from the from the mouth of the pastor. Uh, I, I have people jokingly tell me uh, who have been, you know, under my ministry for a long time, former kids in the student ministry, uh, that, hey, you know, the Holy Spirit uh, sounds like you. It, you know, when God speaks to me, it sounds like your voice. Well, that just means they've not listened enough in their own voice um, to hear God. So I've got a real passion that people... People learn to hear from God outside church and that people learn to tune their ear to God. When I was last year reading through scripture and reading the story of Samuel and realized that Samuel, uh, who would become the only man in the history of Israel who would be a priest, a prophet, and a judge at the same time. I mean, there's not much more spiritual impact than someone who's a priest, a prophet, and a judge. To realize that someone had to teach him to hear from God before he could ever hear his calling. Let me know that as a pastor, man, I need to teach people to hear from God because it's not a natural skill. It's something that has to be learned. So I want our people all week long to be able to connect with God, to talk to God, to hear from God. So this series hopefully is setting people up for the rest of their life. We want people to come to church and be deeply impacted by the worship and the message. We want people to hear from God while we're preaching and teaching. But we don't just want people to have a 30-minute relationship with God a week while the message is being given. I want people to learn how to live with the mindset and an understanding of how to hear from God in every situation, in every day of their life. So let's just start right away with the why. Why Why does God need to speak with us? What What more does he have to tell us that's not really found in, in the Bible? Well, I, so I would say that's the wrong question. I read this when you sent it over. Why does God need to speak with us? He doesn't need to speak with us. He wants to speak with us. He wants to be in relationship with us. I mean, the whole reason when you start in Genesis chapter one and you see God shaping the heavens and the earth, all of it is for community and relationships with humanity. So we've got special revelation or specific revelation, which is the, the word of God, the 66 books that we see as the canon or, uh, you know, the, the authoritative um, books that have been given to us by God, special revelation specifically handed out down 
by God. We've got general revelation, which Romans one twenty says is the universe around us and creation around us that talks to us about God. But we've got God's spirit, which Romans 8.26 says communicates to God on our behalf. And we know from Scripture communicates to us on God's behalf. God wants to have a relationship with us where he walks and talks with us every day. Uh, and, and he can be in our hearts and in our heads and in our lives. So it's not that God needs to speak to us. He wants to speak to us because he wants to be in relationship with us, not in religion with us, but in relationship with us. And you're not in relationships with people unless you spend time talking to them and listening to them. And that's what God wants from us. Like a good parent, sometimes God needs to grab our attention to make us aware he's trying to tell us something. How has God recently grabbed your attention that made you more aware that he's trying to speak to you? Well, you know, it's funny. We just came off this series called Fearless, Living in Faith over fear. Uh, Several years ago, as I was beginning a prayer journey on whether or not we were supposed to build a building or just stay in the middle school forever, I was attending uh, a night of worship at a friend's church, Pastor Daniel Floyd in Fredericksburg, Virginia. And Pastor Stephen Furtick was the pastor who was speaking there that night. And he was just randomly, he was talking to LifePoint Church about their past, about their future, about what God was calling them to do. And he was, he was trying to convince them to live in faith. Uh, and he made this comment. He said, you're either going to live in faith or die in fear. One or the other. You're going to live in faith or you're going to die in fear. Uh, and I felt like at that time, in that specific situation, remember, I'd already started this prayer journey. So I'd been seeking to hear from God. God, show me what to do. I felt like that line was delivered from him to me on that night for my situation. Now, it may have been also delivered to a thousand other people who were there for their situations. But I know on that night, that was God's answer to me. It was very, very specific. A few years after that, uh, I'm on a plane on the way to Kenya for a missions trip, just doing my devotions. Uh, you know, we, we had been up all night flying to uh, Qatar, uh, and then we had another five, six-hour flight from Qatar to Nairobi. I couldn't sleep, so I was just doing my quiet time and my standardized daily reading. And I read across in the Psalms uh, where it says that God strengthens those who hope in his name. And I'm like a, I'm a, I'm a promise collector, right? You've heard of promise keepers. I'm a promise collector. If the Bible says that God will do something for you, if, if you follow that promise, I try to do it. That's why I tithe. The Bible says God will protect me and bless me if I tithe. So I, you know, I'm a promise collector. God says, if you love and bless Israel, he'll bless you. It's why our church has ministry in Israel. I'm a promise collector. So when the Bible said God promises to strengthen those who have hope in his name, I began to search my heart and I thought, man, I, I don't think I live with hope anymore. I, I think I live more in fear and more in control and more with pessimism than I do with hope. And I thought, I can't collect that promise of God's strength if I don't begin to live in hope. And God very clearly, sitting in an airplane 30,000 feet uh, above the northeast coast of Africa, spoke into my heart and said, you have to begin to live in hope if you want all the strength that I have for you. Uh, From those times to mentors in my life uh, that speak a word into my heart that I know is directly uh, from the Lord. I had a mentor uh, just a few years ago say, Christian, if 
you really want God to use you, you've got to talk less and you've got to listen more. He told me when you meet with people, have twice as many questions as you do answers and you'll have twice as much impact on people. Um, I knew that was a word from God into my spirit. So those are all times where God, I believe, spoke very, very clearly. Uh, and it sometimes was through the mouthpiece of a preacher. Sometimes it was through the pages of scripture. Sometimes it within it was in the context of counseling and meeting. But I knew that God used all of those things to speak directly to my heart. Christian, when you hear or feel like God is speaking to you directly, do you write that down? Do you journal that? What What do you do specifically um, to 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 remember that? Well, if it's really impactful, you just remember. Uh, so, so meaning like the you know the comment you're either going to live in faith or die in fear, like God tattooed that on my heart. I didn't have to write it down because it was written down in me. Like God imprinted that on my soul. Same thing with that verse flying home from Kenya. I mean, God imprinted that uh, on my soul. Now, did I journal it? Yes. Did I reflect and focus on it? Yes. Did I begin to make decisions based on that? Yes. So all of it had some carryover, but they were powerful moments like when God called me to ministry, like when God called uh, me, I thought, to to launch out and start Journey Church International. Um, you know, Solomon was rebuked in Scripture for leaving God because God had twice appeared to him. Uh, I'm not someone who says that God has spoken to me every day of my life uh, and I get used to it. It's it's a powerful, rare moment when you know God is speaking directly to you. And you need to cherish it and be glad that you were in a spiritual place to hear it when it happens. So, yeah, I write it down. Yeah, I tell people about it. Um, yes, I make decisions based upon it. But really, those those are powerful moments. Um, God God writes more down in me than I've ever written down in anything in those moments. You mentioned in your message that you have to create supernatural space in your life to hear supernatural communication. When you create supernatural space in your life, what do you find yourself receiving the most? Is it supernatural comfort, direction, hope, instruction, or rebuke? Those are words you used in your message this week. Sure, and I, I took those words from Scripture, 2 Timothy 3.16 says that, you know, every word of God is inspired and they're useful for teaching and correcting and training and equipping and rebuking. So we know God does all of those things. Um, so when you will, when you create space, when you halt, um, you can hear, uh, you know, one of the questions that, that you had listed for me that you didn't ask was a specific time in my life when God called me to do something that was really specific and, and how I heard that and, and what I did. Uh, when I was a junior at Liberty University, God spoke very clearly to me that I was supposed to stop pursuing my major to go be a coach and a secondary education, um, you know, history government teacher, and that I was supposed to go into ministry. But I was in a posture of listening. Uh, probably six weeks before that, uh, I'd, I'd been living pretty reckless. I'd been living pretty loose. I, I'd been I'd been living at a pace that had no spiritual stillness to it. And when God really called me out on that, I felt like the first thing that God asked me to do was to give him a portion of every day to spend time in the word and spend time in prayer. So I began to do that. And as I began to do that, I began to sense just intrinsically, right? I didn't hear, 
but I sensed that God was getting ready to do something new in me. So I began to be aware of that. It's funny how slowing down allows you to sense that God is going to move and how that slowing down then creates an awareness that allows you to to listen um, for what God has for you. So I began to slow down and give God portions of my day. And it seemed like the, the, the more time I gave God, the more of my attention that he had. So when I was sitting in an evangelism class and a youth pastor from Georgia was there and he was talking about the spiritual influence he had on kids who weren't Christians, it was like God was saying to me, this is it. This is, this is what I want you to do. Uh, but man, my, my, my ears were unclogged spiritually. My eyes were clear spiritually. God had my attention. So it was, it was the halting that allowed me to begin to hear. And I, I know God wants to speak specifically to everyone, but he's not going to interrupt you. Like God's a gentleman. You keep living at your pace and, and God is never going to jump in and interrupt you um, unless something cataclysmic has to happen to get your attention. But if you slow down and give him your attention, he'll always talk to you. He'll always talk to you. Um, so that halting allows people to hear. And when you put yourself in a posture of being still, eventually you're in a place um, where that you where you can hear. And again, you ask, what do you hear? Um, you hear what you need to hear. If you need to be comforted, you hear comfort. Uh, if you need direction, you hear direction. If you need hope, you often find that. If you need instruction, you see that sitting before you. Uh, if you need to be rebuked, and we all do it several times, you kind of get that very, very clearly. Uh, but you have to be still in order to hear that. The, the first series of 2018 in our church is called Pace. Uh, I'll do one message on this series on pace of life. But the reality is we live at a pace that doesn't allow us to live with purpose. We live at a, at a pace that doesn't allow us to hear God. Uh, and we've, we've got to slow down and match his pace for our families, for our personal Christianity, for our lives, for our physical health, for our emotional health. If we can slow down and match the pace that God wants us to have, then we can run long-term the race he's asked us to run. Well, let's talk about that pace for just a little bit more. You mentioned in your message one of the greatest threats to hearing the voice of God is busyness. So let's get really practical for just a moment. What have you specifically done in your busy schedule to create supernatural space? Yeah, it's a great question. I've given this outline before, but it's it's to me, it's not an outline. It's a lifestyle. Right. So how, how do I create supernatural space to hear the voice of God? Number one, I depart daily. Right? I'll give all four, then I'll talk. I'll, I'll talk about it. depart daily, withdraw weekly, quiet quarterly, abandon annually. I do those four things are reserved for God. So every day I quiet my life. I depart daily. You know, God gave us the cycle of morning and evening. God gave us the cycle of evening so we could shut down, so we could slow down. And a lot of that was so that we could spend time with our family and spend time with him. And, you know, with electricity, with global commerce, with a world wide web, there's something going on 24 hours a day somewhere but it doesn't have to be that way for us. So I depart daily. Every day I try to spend time in the Word. I try to spend time in prayer. I try to spend time journaling. I try to spend a little bit of time by myself. Every day I slow down. I, I reduce the pace so that God can step into the situation. Every week I take my Sabbath 
rest. Uh, a Sabbath rest is, is one day a week. It's not just a day off. It's a day of leaning into God in satisfaction and completeness and wholeness and trust and giving up control. And it's a day that you basically say, I'm going to rest from my work so that I can trust God and what he's doing. But again, it's it's a time that allows you to slow down enough to hear from God uh, in what he wants to say to you. I quiet quarterly. I try to take one weekend, right? And so in, in our life in ministry, uh, it's hard because our our world revolves around the weekend. Most people rest on the weekend. We work on the weekend. And then Monday through Friday, we're parents. So we're also working and running. So we, you know, the ministry world doesn't allow you to run down to the lake on Saturday and Sunday, um, you know, and have time off without taking time off. You actually have to stop when you're in our role, um, your work to rest for a week. And so once a quarter, I will shut everything down and I'll give God a Sunday and says, instead of believing that God wants me to have 12 Sundays a quarter where I'm pouring into people, I believe God wants me to have one Sunday a quarter where he's pouring into me. So I pull back a quiet quarterly. All of this is to hear from God. And then I abandon annually. I don't abandon annually so I can get a tan and go swim in the lake or the ocean. I abandon annually so I can quiet my soul before my family and before my God. These things aren't just set up to help me stay rested. They're set up to help me stay filled and to help me stay slow enough that I can hear from God when he wants to talk to me. And then probably what what I do with all of these things that really, really helps me hear supernatural communication is I always journal I always review my old journals and I always reflect. So this week, um, you know, on Sunday night, I got my journal out from last year this week and I read through my entire week. And this week I've been journaling on where God has brought me from in a year. So, you know, what God was speaking to me about then, if things have changed and where I am now. We are today in the seventh day as we record this of Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is a Jewish New Year. Um, and the Jews take the first 10 days of every New Year to reflect on the previous year. So I'm in a period of 10 days of reflection right now. So this morning in my journal, I was on day seven of reflecting on last year. And my reflection from last year today, my reflection moment was family. Uh, and I reflected on how last year, more than any other year, I really prioritized family uh, and, and tried to lean more into my kids um, and my wife. And as I thought about family, I thought, man, I haven't been out with Casey in a little while. So I texted Casey while she was at school and said, Casey, let's get breakfast tomorrow at Chick-fil-A before you go to school and catch up. All of that comes out of this journal, review, reflect. And then that 10 days of Rosh Hashanah reflecting um, ends up heading into Sukkot, which is the, the kind of the, the festival of booths or where they would live outside um, for a week. And that's followed up by Yom Kippur, which is the daily, you know, the annual day of atonement where they would be forgiven. So the Jewish calendar is set up to make you stop to make you reflect, to make you celebrate, to make you come before God. Um, so, you know, even as an as an American with no Jewish ancestry, um, I try to keep that calendar that God gave his people because it's a calendar of spiritual health, a lot of it. That's really powerful, Christian. Thank you. We can't hear that enough. So, uh, listen, last question today. Someone might be listening now that is saying, I want to hear the voice of God in my life. Where should they start? What can they do today to begin to hear God's whispers? So if you didn't listen to the message, you need to go listen to Sunday's message. But I'll give you a quick synopsis now. You say, I want to hear God's voice in my life. What do I need to do? Three things that Samuel did. Get in the right place, get around the right people, and learn to be still. I mean, that's it. Get in the right place, 
Get around the right people. Learn to be still. God's always speaking. You'll just, if you get in the right place around the right people and be still, you will very clearly hear God saying your name. And then when you're able to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening, God will begin to download his truth into your life uh, when he knows you're ready for it. But remember, Jesus told the disciples not to cast their pearls before swine. Jesus said, I don't want to give empty truth that no one's catching. So again, a lot of times God will wait till you're paying attention before he drops some knowledge on you because he doesn't drop knowledge that people aren't catching. It's just not the way he works. He'll wait till you're paying attention to him and then he'll give you what you need for your life. Get in the right place. Get around the right people. Be still. Speak, Lord, for your servants are listening. Um, And as we learn to hear the voice of God, we learn the will of God. We learn how to fight through discouragement in difficult seasons. We learn how to make hard decisions. We learn how to pray. Uh, We learn how to have hope. We learn how to have comfort. All of those things come from getting in the right place, getting around the right people, being still listening for the voice of God. I can't wait for next week, and and I I can't wait for the rest of the series. It's going to be extremely powerful. So thank you, Pastor Christian. And thank you for listening today. We pray that you've been challenged to learn to listen to the voice of God. And we'll catch you next time on the Activate Podcast, where we challenge you to build a faith that is active. Thank you for listening to Activate with Pastor Christian Newsom, a podcast of Journey Church International. If you are ever in the Kansas City area, we would love for you to join us for one of our Sunday worship experiences. You can find out more information about JCI on our website at takethejourney.cc. Also, if you have enjoyed this podcast, help us get the word out and show your support by subscribing, rating, and reviewing on iTunes or Google Play. Please share this episode with all your friends on social media. Thanks again for listening, and we will catch you next time on the Activate Podcast.